Hello, and welcome to the Crypto Masters Podcast, helping the general public to master an understanding of crypto assets. My name is Brian McCoy. And my name is Ross Eaton. And we are the, the Crypto, Crypto Masters. Masters. can't get that think when we're uh, when we're on Zoom. It's something on Zoom, man. We haven't found it yet. But we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Well, it's, it's entertainment, I guess. All right. <laughs> so let's get started on today's episode. And today's topic is Cardano. As a reminder, our goal is to provide information about crypto assets to help the general public to make investment decisions in the crypto space. We don't try to predict short-term price movements. So this show is not for short-term traders. And we want to, you know, again, make our listeners um, give them enough knowledge to make their own investment decisions. This is not financial advice. Not financial advice. All right. On previous episodes of the podcast, uh, we have discussed crypto platforms, Ethereum and EOS. Today, we're going to discuss a different platform called Cardano. And as we said in the podcast about Ethereum, it's the leader. It came out first and it set the standard for other smart contract platforms. And yeah, I have, you know, Cardano is a competitor of Ethereum, but there's just something about it. It, it, it just seems different to me. I, um, you know, we always give you our listeners the information that lets you decide, um, you know, which crypto assets to invest in um, for long-term investment. But, I don't know. There's something different about Cardano. And Brian, I know this is, uh, I always call it Cardano is your baby. This is the episode you've been wanting to do for a while. So I have, I have. And uh, hopefully we will, we will do it justice. Uh, you know, and as we always say, we're not going to cover every aspect of, of any of the uh, crypto assets we talk about, and certainly not Cardano. We're going to try to give you the highlights and then let you uh, make a decision whether you want to invest in it or not. So let's do it. Let's get on with Cardano. Let's jump in. So again, like we said, it is a smart contracts platform and a decentralized operating system intended to deploy dApps. Uh, for more on that, listen to our previous podcasts about Ethereum and EOS. Cardano is known as a third generation blockchain platform. So what does that mean? First generation is what? Bitcoin, of course. And it is, as we know, a cryptocurrency. Bitcoin itself doesn't attempt to have any kind of uh, smart contracts or be a platform. Bitcoin is Bitcoin. Second generation then is Ethereum and similar platforms where you add the, the very, uh, intricate layer to that which is it allows smart contracts on the platform to be automatically executed we talked about those in the ethereum one so cardano calls itself and other people call it a third generation blockchain because it really seeks to solve the problems that we saw with ethereum and that we talked about with ethereum for example the governance problem that they had when they got hacked or at least their their DApp got hacked, um, and then they there was a governance issue. What do we do? Do we do we turn back the clock and give these people their money back, which is what they did, or do we 
do what we say we're going to do and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. And that's what led to Ethereum Classic. And we know about all that. So that problem and then the other problem that we talked about um, was scalability. So third generation platform attempts, uh, which is what Cardano is, attempts to address these issues, scalability, interoperability, so that different blockchains can operate um, on other blockchains, and then sustainability. All attempt to be addressed by Cardano. And before I turn it back to you, Ross, one of the ways they attempt to do this is they have the two layers. They have layers and they have uh, parallel chains. Um, the two layers, they separate out the settlement layer and the computation layer. So one of the criticisms or one of the problems of Ethereum uh, is they put everything on their blockchain. Blockchain is a public ledger. so that ledger has everything and that's just a lot of data and that leads to problems and and, and then every node of course is supposed to have a full copy of the ledger when you get that much data on there it just leads to problems it leads to storage it leads to uh bandwidth um all these issues so one way and again there's multiple ways that uh cardano attempts to address that but one way that's pretty um, easy to understand is they divide it into two layers. The settlement layer, that's kind of the Bitcoin, the cryptocurrency aspect of it. And then the other layer is the computation layer. That's more of the smart contracts layer. So they separate that out. Um, that allows a bit more um, flow, a bit more scalability in addressing those other problems. Yeah, and I think, you know, a point to Cardano here is they've had the uh, you know, the advantage of observation, they've been able, you know, they're coming out later. Um, they've been able to sit back and just see what these other platforms, especially Ethereum, uh, what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong. So they, they really have the benefit of like, you know, coming in later and trying to improve on some of the mistakes that Ethereum's yeah. making. So, and you, you, you got to give them credit for that. I mean, Ethereum has the, uh, the leader of the first in advantage. Um, but you know, the flip side of that flip side of that is other cryptocurrencies, specifically Cardano is trying to take advantage of that saying, look, we're going to learn from this. We're going to address it. We're going to take our time. If you have one aspect of Cardano that everyone knows, and that is it's all about its research and its academic studies it has all of their code is is published it's transparent it's peer-reviewed they try to do everything they can to um to avoid um you know problems with the code i'll, I'll let you touch on that so this this uh positive aspect of cardano which is hey you know we're, we're academics we're engineers we, we we take our time and we get it right that is one of the biggest benefits, also one of the biggest criticisms, because it's taken a long time to get to, to market. I mean, they're not there yet. They're not finished, obviously, with their roadmap, which is fine, but um, the criticism they have is taken a long time because they're doing all this. And I think they're getting the message, but still, that's a criticism. Yeah, I think, um, you know, for me, one thing hearing about Cardano, um, and let me take a step back there. You know, every 
uh, platform, every currency kind of toots our own horn a bit. You know, we're the best. We do this the right way, this and this and this. Um, one thing I heard about Cardano is they've actually had, um, you know, they've hired another company to do independent code audits on their code. I mean, these are, um, you know, people with PhDs, like they're doing their research, they're taking their time, they're trying to do everything the right way that they possibly can. So, yeah. um, from a code. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Oh yeah. Their, their whole thing is we put it out there, we let it be peer reviewed. And then I noticed that too, that recently they uh, announced the results of some independent firm that they hired to audit their code, even though they'd already done all this other uh, steps to try to prevent anything. So yeah, that, it's, it's impressive. All right, let me give a little bit of history or background like we usually do. The, um, the Cardano actually started back in 2015, but like we said, that was conducting research and planning. They really didn't implement anything until after that. Cardano does have its own blockchain and it does have its own currency or coin called ADA, A-D-A. So we will touch on that a bit, but Cardano is the big project. It's currency, if you want to buy it on an exchange, you'd look for ADA, A-D-A. It uses the proof of stake protocol. That's one of its big, uh, big selling points from the beginning was we're not doing proof of work, you know, Bitcoin's proof of work with the miners, with all the energy. We're not doing that. We're going to do proof of stake, which others have done as well. Um, we'll touch on this some more too. Their protocol for their proof of stake is called Ouroboros. <laughs> so the teams, we always talk about the teams, Ross. We always talk about the people behind it. So in Cardano, it's a little bit um, uh, I don't know, confusing, but it's uh, they, they have three separate entities that actually make up Cardano. The main one I would say is IOHK, which is Input Output Hong Kong, known as IOHK. They really do the technology aspect of it. Then there's the Cardano Foundation, which right now supervises the development. I believe this is the entity that's going to be handed over to in the end when, when everything's up and running. And everybody steps back and says, you're on your own. It'll be the Cardano Foundation that's sort of the figurehead of that. And then another company called Emergo, which is a Japan-based company. And its uh, charge is to drive the commercial adoption. I, I tell you, I don't really know what Emergo does. But I will say I do know that a lot of the initial purchases of the ADA uh, came from from Japan, from, from Japanese uh, people. So Mergo must have had something with that. But the big person, the, it, w there's always usually an individual. The one here is a very famous person, Charles Hoskinson. He's a founder of IOHK, but he's also a co-founder of Ethereum. Um, that's where he got his fame, I think, in the crypto space. He's a very impressive guy. He has lots of uh, YouTube videos if you want to hear from him. Bit. What's that? He knows a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very impressive. If you want, if any of our listeners want to see him and learn more about the project, he's got lots of videos on YouTube and explains it in um, detail better than we could. Some of it gets um, a very technical, um, but you know, if, if you want that, that's what you can get. So another thing I'm going to let you talk about, Ross, is that uh, Cardano uses the Haskell programming language. 
And maybe Ross, maybe that's a good time for you to jump in and talk about the uh, programming language. We talked about uh, solidity on Ethereum. So what can you tell us about Haskell? Yeah, definitely. Um, so fun fact here is uh, in college, I actually um, messed around with Haskell a bit. I had a class on it um, for a semester. I actually really liked it, aced the class. Um, nice. So no means an expert, but I have delved into Haskell a little bit. Um, Good. So what do you think? I mean, is, it, is, that, is, that a, is that a positive? Is that a plus for Cardano? Oh, I think it's a huge positive. Um, you know, Haskell was developed with uh, mathematics in mind. So uh, my professor who taught the Haskell class did a lot with like mathematical theories. He did a lot of proofs. Um, but, you know, one reason a lot of people gravitate towards Haskell is um, one, it's a higher level language. And um, just to touch on, if you hear higher, higher level language, you should automatically, at least I do think, you know, this is something easier uh, that I can grasp. Like, for example, assembly language is very efficient, but it's very complex. It's very complicated. Um, if you know assembler like fluently, you can get tons of money. Um, but that's just a side note. Um, but what's cool about Haskell is it's a high level language that's very efficient, very fast. So you can right off the bat see why they've chosen Haskell. It's um, you know for speed um, on the blockchain particularly all the languages used um, are going to have to be fast, have to be efficient. Um, okay. Uh, side note on that too. Uh, Charles Haskinson is a, uh, his background is a mathematician and game theory. So yep. maybe, maybe it makes sense that he chose that language. Mathematicians love Haskell. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ross, you want to talk about some of the activity you've seen recently on uh, involving the code on, on GitHub. So why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, definitely. So um, whenever you, um, you know, we've touched on GitHub a little bit. Um, what, when you ever hear you about, whenever you hear about GitHub um, and languages on GitHub or coding bases on GitHub, you want to see a lot of activity. And uh, just to talk on that, if you see a lot of activity, that means this code base, this project is being well maintained. It's, you know, there's contributors contributing to it, fixing bugs. So for example, if you go to a GitHub project, which I've done in the past to like use for samples of code and see, oh, it's last updated a year ago. Well, that's automatically a negative sign to me. It's like, wow, they've kind of abandoned this thing. Um, so it's, it's good, you know, um, on their GitHub, I think as of today, I saw, you know, their latest commit and they've got three projects out there now. But um, their latest um, edit to their code base was like 24 days ago on one. But the other two are like one or two days ago was the last update, which is awesome thing to see. Yeah. Well, one thing Hoskinson has said on his, uh, you know, he's, he's putting out these YouTube videos regularly now. And, you know, he talks about how they're amping up everything. They, they've sort of, I think, got the message like... <laughs> You know, our, our investors have told us we're moving too slowly. Um, they're not going to change that, but they are now, um, you know, actively speeding things up. And from what he says, you know, uh, 2020 is just going to be one thing after another happening. You know, this and then this and then this and then this. Um, all right. I, I think maybe I should talk about their roadmap. They have a roadmap and it's really interesting. You can just 
you know, search for Google Ricardano a roadmap on Google. And it's really interesting. They've divided it into five phases. Um, one is called Byron. Um, number two is called Shelley. Number three is called Gogan. Uh, number four is Basho. Number five is Voltaire. And basically on the Byron, um, that's the trade and transfer of ADA. That's started. That's uh, basically finished. ADA has been traded um, on the uh, exchanges for, for quite some time. And I and we'll talk about I own quite a bit of it. <laughs> um, by my standards. Um, and um, so that's, that's been ongoing. They've just recently, from when we're uh, making this podcast, um, sort of transferred into the Shelley phase, which is going to be where they really get the decentralization. They've done their test net on their proof of stake where you can stake people who own it. Like me, I, I tried to get in on it, but I just missed the deadline. Um, but anyway, it, it, you could earn some real ADA by participating in this, uh, test net. Um, and, and people have done that and from all I hear, it's gone very well. So that's where they are. So of, of the two, uh, of the five phases, they're in phase two. Um, the next one, the Goguen, uh, so by the way, uh, Byron is a poet, Shelley is a poet. Goguen is a, uh, was a computer scientist. He just died in. 2006. That phase is going to be where they integrate the smart contracts, the Basho phase. Basho is uh, Japanese. Uh, I, I guess you call him maybe a poet because he's kind of known for the haikus. Um, that's just some performance improvements they're going to do. And then the Voltaire phase, which most people know Voltaire, heard of him, is a philosopher known for the Enlightenment. That's when they had a treasury system and um, finalized sort of their governance. Just to touch on that tr treasury system, so they've already got in place the fact that a little bit of the transaction fees is gonna go into a treasury so that if something needs to be done in the future when everyone else has stepped back and it's just the foundation running it, they'll have the money to be able to do that, which is kind of some good forethought. I think some other Crypto assets have had some uh, problems with that. So, in any event, that's um, that's uh, sort of the the roadmap, which is a bit complicated, but it's kind of interesting, I guess. That's I would refer people to go to the site and look at it. Yeah, go ahead, Russ. Yeah, definitely. I think you know, going over the roadmap on the website, um, it's complicated, it's complex. It, you know, it took me a while to you know. I had to read it a couple of times, but the takeaway from it I'm seeing from these stages and these steps is, you know, these guys are, you know, come back to it again. They're organized. They've got a set plan ahead of them. They're doing their research. They're taking their time to do it right. Um, so yeah, I, I just think it's awesome. Yeah. Well, let's, um, let, let's give some final thoughts. I mean, um, for, for me, I mean, this is so Cardano, what is it? We sort of told you it's a competitor of Ethereum. I mean, it's, you know, it's the same type of, uh, it's a platform, it's going to run smart contracts. The difference is, certainly according to Cardano, is we've really engineered this, we've really had academic reviews, we've really gone over all the code, and we're doing everything to, to make this a long-term success. 
get it right at first and make it a long-term success. And they really believe um, that they're going to do that. Yeah. So um, going into it, I, I really like it. Um, you know, what the thought that's gone into it to develop this and work it out. Um, the only thing I'm kind of, I'm at the edge of my seat to see are these D app developers going to be choosing this platform to code on? Cause I think as a developer myself, um, you know, at my job, a huge part of choosing a new link or a different language to rewrite something in is, um, you know, the community behind it and the resources available for developer for developers to, you know, succeed in it. So I think I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm waiting to see what happens with it, but I think it's heading in the right direction and it's got the, you know, the right team behind it. So yeah, I'm a wait and see on this one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's, and, and, and what you just said is exactly right. And I think Charles Hoskinson would say the same thing. And that is, you know, we, we don't know it, we've got competitors. I mean, so Cardano has competitors, real competitors, good competitors. They're trying to do it better than their competitors, but who knows if someone comes along and somehow is even better. I, I don't really see that as possible. Or who knows if Ethereum, which has the lead, you know, gets it right on their Ethereum 2.0 and all the aspects of that. If all that goes smoothly and great, you know, then because they have the, the, the position of, uh, of the lead, then, you know, they certainly have an advantage. But with all that said, <laughs> you know, since I got into investigating cryptos, I first bought Bitcoin. I'm very happy with that. Still, still have a lot of faith in, in Bitcoin. Um, and I bought Ethereum as well. Um, and I still feel good about Ethereum, at least because of its lead. I think it's going to do well uh, in the future. Um, I bought some other ones. I'm not so... <laughs> Some I'm not so thrilled about. Some I think could come in. But, but my big one that I bought is, uh, this is what I've invested in. This is where I put my money where my mouth is on, on ADA. And, you know, Ross, I have uh, two brothers, Tim and Dave. I have a sister, Elisa. I've got good friends, Kevin, Mike, Steve. If any of those people come to me and say, you know, really tell us, which one of these, you know, cryptocurrency now, we know Bitcoin, which altcoin could really take off? And these are people that I would rather cut off a finger, you know, than steer them wrong. And, have to, and I, even though I tell them I can't guarantee anything, I would say Cardano. I mean, that's, that's how I feel about this. And that's where I'm, I'm, I'm putting my money. And again, it's not, we say it every show, we're not short-term traders. I don't think Cardano is going to go through the roof tomorrow. Cardano is going to, when Bitcoin goes up again, whenever that is, Cardano is going to go up with it. You know, all of the legit crypto altcoins go up with Bitcoin. But this one's the one that, that could, in, in my mind right now, there's other ones too. There's, there's even the smaller cap ones. This is a bigger cap, you know, it's in the top 15 in market cap. Um, but this is one that could really, really have a, an exponential not promising it, but I see it, or, or I, I, I think it could happen, and I've invested in it. 
Awesome. Yeah, Brian, I just seeing the look on your face talking about Cardano has got me so hyped up. But yeah, Brian, you've been so, um, you know, just just excited about Cardano for so long. So yeah, well, I told you this. You remember months ago? I said, Ross, please. I'm investing it. Investigate it and tell me what's wrong. <laughs> tell me why I shouldn't do this. And, you know, you said, and, and I don't know that you found anything specific, but again, it's got, it's got competitors. This guy has good competitors. And I agree. That's the one thing that I, I, I guess I'm concerned about. I'm, I shouldn't say I'm concerned about it because it's, it's a fact and it's a good fact, right? Competitors make us better. But um, anyways, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, just coming back from the aspect of like every time I've heard someone developing a project in Haskell, uh, there's all there's like this thought that goes off in my mind that wow, these people are smart. They know what they're doing. <laughs> so yeah, every person I've talked to that develops a project in Haskell is. Um, and then you know because I'm investing a lot in it, and again by my measure, I'm not a whale, but <laughs> I put a lot of money. You know, I, I, I do a lot of research on it. And all these, all the things I find, like the Weiss crypto ratings, which is very respected, and I look at it as well when I'm evaluating coins, they, they rate Cardano, I think, the highest. I mean, as from a technical standpoint. There have been other, you know, similar type ratings agencies or just independent people who've sort of studied the, the technologies, and it always does well. And, it shouldn't be a surprise because that's kind of their whole thing. We're taking our time on this. So again, as, as a long-term investor, and I don't know what that means as far as years, um, I, I, in a year, this could go extremely, it could be up multiples from where it is now. In fact, I kind of expect that. I don't, I'm not guaranteeing it, but I kind of expect that a year from now, it will be multiples of what it is now. Maybe not. But then if you even look at a longer term, you know, I think the possibility of it being much more valuable than it is now or, or high enough for me to put my money into it. Yeah. And I think you mentioned before that this is a kind of a key year for them. In 2020, they're getting a lot of pressure from investors that, you know, you've got to, you know, start showing some results. So I, yes. I'm, I'm watching this one like a hawk this year. So, yeah, you, you, that's that's a very good point. And if you know, if a year from now we're sort of at the same place, or at least not nearly the progress that we expected, then I may, you know, I'm, my opinion may change. But uh, you're, that's a very good point. It's something to watch for now. Um, my advice to you is get in now, get in some while you can. Maybe buy it. Well, I'm not while you can, but while it's still at this fairly relatively low price in my opinion you know buy some buy some if you start really seeing go up you know then you might miss out or miss out who, who knows you know you, you can't try to time it but um you know if you're a believer this is a good time to get in how about that i always talk about my friends i got into bitcoin i think they got in i mean six seven years ago yeah and they got in so early and they're i was asking like oh man are you still in it and like oh no we were just selling our you know, Bitcoin bought some, you know, mountain bike parts and stuff like this, <laughs> you know, like, you know, this, this cryptocurrency stuff is so new. And so, you know, it's, it's still early. I mean, Bitcoin is 10 years old, but we'll, we're still early on Bitcoin. In, in oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been a, 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 a 
pleasure for me to uh, to talk about Cardano. And again, I, your, your technical input, Ross, is always appreciated. Yeah, this is this was an awesome episode. Um, you know, um, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook. You know, get get us downloaded wherever you get your podcast. Um, and also, I'm I'm starting to provide our email in the description below. So feel free to start emailing us with any questions or thoughts. Or hey, maybe there's a coin you want us to check out. Send it to us. Yeah, we we post these on uh, YouTube as well. So if you want to listen to them, or I guess you can watch us. <laughs> on on the last couple we've done by Zoom, um, you can watch our our talking heads on there. But uh, check us out again next week. We'll release another podcast and discuss another crypto asset. That's right. <laughs> thanks, thanks everybody. Take care, Ross. Thanks. Have a good one, everyone. Sure. Bye. -bye.